Hello, welcome to episode two of Unto Death. My name is David Ladding, and I will be speaking about something I believe to be vital for longevity in the Christian walk, and it is friendship with God. I was reminded of this today. Um, I was watching the World Cup, and as I was watching this, God reminded me of something that happened four years ago, and immediately I went to, God, what are you trying to say? Is there a lesson to be learned here? And why often that's the case when God reminds me of something. This time, God just wanted me to remember. He said, David, can't, just, <laughs> can't you just remember? There doesn't always have to be a lesson in it. See, l- let me give you some backstory. See, four years ago, I was watching the World Cup in Africa. Um, I was in Nairobi, Kenya on a missions trip. And we were staying in a, a, a complex because uh, Kenya and Nairobi specifically can be dangerous sometimes. Um, especially being a foreigner, um, people can have bad motives. So we were staying in kind of a fortified area in a city. It's a little town almost. There's about five buildings. And in one of these buildings, there was a bar. But was uh, more appealing to me than some liquor. It was the fact the World Cup was being played in this bar. I didn't have a, a, a real iPhone. I had, you know, the iPhone 6 or something like that. And, um, I know that because I, <laughs> I saw Snapchat memories a couple of days ago. Um, and man, praise God for, for different haircuts. Um, <laughs> I looked like Justin Bieber. Um, I digress. So I, I, I was in Nairobi. I was in a complex, and there was one building, which was a bar, and in this bar, the World Cup was playing. Now, I, lo- I loved Jesus. I loved God, but I loved soccer a little bit more. Um, I, you know, I believed in God's existence, but at this point, he wasn't really a Lord in my life. Um, even though I was passionate about him, I was filled with zeal. I would spread the gospel. I really didn't give God my entire life. Um, but that's an entire other episode. Today we're just going to be talking about how I skipped worship and prayer to watch the World Cup. <laughs> I, I, I skipped prayer. No, I, I skipped worship. I actually snuck away uh, without my pastors knowing uh, to watch this cup, uh, this game. Um, I, <laughs> I remember there was all of these drunk French guys. Uh, France was playing at the time. And... Um, they were just singing and dancing, and I was just a little 15-year-old, 14-year-old boy. And all of these men, they just, you know, took me under their wing. I just sat there for the entire game, really, when uh, I snuck away. And <laughs> people were asking me, where did you go? What did you do? And I was like, ah, I was just walking around, you know. I'm like, where are you walking? We're like in a gated little area. Um, but I was watching the World Cup. I remember that, that, that memory so vivid. I heard more curse words that day than my freshman year of high school. And that is saying a lot. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it was a fun time. The singing, the, the yelling, the the game. And I was just reminded of that today. You know, my, my little, you know, high school freshman self sneaking off from worship to watch a game. I don't even remember the score. <laughs> it was with a bunch of drunk, drunk French guys. Eh? <laughs> That's a good memory. It's it's fun. God just reminded me of it. I, I forgot about that. I really did. And as I was in the airport, 
actually this morning at 2 a.m., watching uh, a recording of the game yesterday, Ecuador, I was reminded. Like I said at the beginning, I, I asked God, I said, God, is there... Is there a message you're trying to tell me? I felt the Lord just laugh and say, can't friends just remind friends of good stories? God's my friend. God's my father. God's my judge. God's my king. My brother. Lover. But he's my friend. Why? How? A lot of people want to be friends with God. A lot of people want moments like I had today where me and God were just able to laugh. And those moments are sweeter than any stage. Sweeter than any opportunity. When God makes a joke or just reminds you of a funny memory. When you didn't even know he was watching. Those are those are the things that I love. And many people want that. I, I know there's a story of Lou Engle. He was fasting one day. And as he was fasting, he was getting hungry. And he was speaking at some conference, and so he snuck, like, yogurt and chips into a restroom, and he was just eating them. He was just shoving it in his face. And then he gets a call on his phone, and the person who calls him says, Lou, I just, I don't know why, I just feel like I need to call you, and just, I I, I hear two words. And Lou's like, yeah, yeah, what, you, what, what is it, revival? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um... <laughs> those those who know Lou Engle know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> um, I digress. Uh, but the two words that the that this woman called him to tell him about was yogurt and chips, the exact same thing he was stuffing his face with when she called. And Lou says that he looked up to heaven and said. You know, laughed like you got me. You know, and I heard that story for the first time, and I said, "God, that's all I want." And I say it now, God, that's all I want. That's friendship. Stages come, stages go, but friendship with God. Him reminding you of a loving memory, or making a joke with you while you're doing something silly, or calling you out in a playful, funny way. <laughs> but it costs something. I'm, I'm, I'm 20 years old. And I, I don't know much about the price. But, but friendship with God, it's free, but it costs it costs time. It's free. You don't have to go through a certain amount of trials or certain amount of things, or you don't have to overcome a certain amount of things. And then God's like, "Okay, you can you can be my friend because you did enough." No, the the cross was enough. But the cross doesn't 
give you friendship. It just opens the door to friendship. It opens the door to many things. It gives us many things. But the cross opens the door to friendship. It's like a key. <laughs> All you got to do is just walk through it. You got to spend time with the Lord. The Lord knows everything about you. When God showed me and, and reminded me of that memory while I was in the in the bar with all these French guys watching other guys kick a ball into a net, he he was there. He was with me. That's what he showed me today. He was with me in that. Even though I thought I left God because the worship, God was with me still. God isn't. God knows everything about you. He's been with you in every single moment. But do you know things about God? And that comes with time. It comes with ab- abiding in Him. And abiding has been given. The ability to abide has been given freely by the cross. All you have to do is give time. Listen, if you want friendship with God, this deep, glorious intimacy with God, and all you're doing is reading your Bible, just to read your Bible, all you're doing is praying so you can get a good grade on your test or win the football game or win the volleyball game all you're doing is praying that other people would just stop being so mean to you which is not bad but instead of praying for them to stop being so mean why don't you say God they don't know who they are and you start weeping for them instead of because of them what if prayer what if getting to know God what if being with God wasn't just motivated to benefit us What if you've actually wanted to get to know him? He's dying to get to know you. Literally. That's why he died. You know, in Genesis 1 and 2, it talks about the garden. Obviously, 3 and 4 as well. But it talks about the garden. It talks about Adam and Eve. Now, it's extremely brief, but I think it's very interesting. I do. I do think it's interesting. I, I, hey, can you imagine walking with God in the cool of the evening? Can you imagine? <laughs> being with the Lord and naming animals with Him. Can you imagine? I heard Peter Lewis describe it like this and I, I, I love it. He said something like, Imagine Adam sees this beast the size of a tree body of a horse with a neck a neck of a of a palm tree 
It's spotted with the most beautiful dots. And it looks like it runs in slow motion. And God says to Adam, What shall you name it? And Adam says, A giraffe. <laughs> or this, this beast with legs like trees and horns as long as its arms and a giant, giant snout with ears that cover the sun and skin like leather. And Adam names it Elephant. You like that one, God? You like that one? Write it down, write it down. And God's like, all right. <laughs> they were friends. That's why Jesus died. What was lost in the garden? What was lost in the garden? Was it paradise? Do you think that's what Adam craved? Paradise, a garden? Or was it the one who walked in it? Do you really think Adam missed grass and fruit? Or the one that made all things sweet? Honestly. Honestly. Imagine the garden. But imagine the one in it. The one who created it. And it's interesting when when Adam and Eve fell, God's first question was, Where are you? Not, What have you done? God asked, What have you done? But he first asked, the first question he says, Where are you? That's the gospel. That's the question God has been asking for thousands of years. Where are you? Where are you? That's why he died. He didn't die so we could be in paradise. He, he died because he missed us. Because he was asking, where are you? He died for friendship. Look at the garden. Look. Look at the garden. Please. Please. It's not about scenery. It's about being able to walk with God and not dying. It's about being able to see His face and not ceasing to exist. It was about being with Him. Knowing Him. Doing things with Him. Naming animals. Walking. Talking. In Genesis, it, it, it says, God is walking in the cool of the evening with Adam. Can you imagine? There's a reason why I'm staying on this. Can you imagine? It's more than heaven. It's more than transportation. Life in God's garden. Genesis 2, verse 8. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord made every tree grow, that it pleased, and was pleasant to the sight, and good for food. 
and the tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may eat freely, but the tree of knowledge of good and evil you should not, you should not eat from, because the day you eat it you surely die. The day you eat it, you surely die. When Adam and Eve ate the tree, they didn't fall over dead. But they died. How did they die? They were absent from life. They were absent from being with him. That's how they died. That's how they died. Death is being departed or away from God. That is death. That is death. It's not that you're not breathing. I believe true death is breathing without a purpose. And that's exactly what happened when Adam and Eve disobeyed God. They were breathing without a purpose because he is their purpose for life. So what does this have to do with friendship? Remember, the cross has opened the door. But there is still a cost. Friendship is free, but it is costly. It costs time, but it also costs obedience. Every time we disobey God, we reenact the garden. Every time we obey God, we spit in Satan's face. Friendship with God requires time and obedience. time and obedience obey quickly read the word of God and obey it Jesus Jesus said many things if we obey these things we'll have friendship with God and even more we'll know him deeper and farther we could we we can't even understand i don't even understand but it depends on one thing obedience and time being friends with god takes history if i met a man 6 months ago i'm not going to know him as well as the man I met six years ago. Be patient with the process. And in the, midst of a, in the midst of the process, obey. Because when you obey, you do what Adam and Eve didn't. And when you do what Adam and Eve didn't, beloved, that 
That is when you can walk in true friendship. I'll tell you this, in the midst of disobedience, you cannot know God as well. I promise. Obey. God's not some cosmic killjoy. He wants the best for you. It's just one giant circle. I could go on and on and on about this. But leave with this. Leave with this. Friendship with God is freely given. But it's like a door. The cross has made friendship with God like a door. It has opened it wide. But you still need to walk in it. Someone can give me a free car, but if I never drive it, I can't go anywhere. Right? Right? Friendship with God has been given, but now we must act in it. And it is the most valuable thing you could ever have on this planet. I am telling you, I have spoken on stages, I've had platforms, I've had success, I've met all my heroes, I've done all the cool things, I've traveled the world, I've, I've preached everywhere. I'm 20 years old. It's like, what? This is so awesome. But the only thing that I count as success is my history and my friendship that has been built. Never a stage, but knowing the one who's made it. Obedience, time, and patience. Trust the story, trust the cross, and trust God.